pray for a breakthrough in Jesus' yes, name. Lord, the tomb, the, the stone was rolled away. The grave is empty and the Christ is risen. Hallelujah! Let us shake off the dust of the earth and of this world. Lord, Lord God, we are ready. We're ready. Ready for your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, I pray, Father God, that you would just break through our hearts. Break through in the spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Thank you, Jesus. Your hidden glory. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We give you glory. And everyone said, Amen. 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 What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. There is no other name in which man can be saved. Amen. Woo. Father, thank you. We're going to pray because I, I need to feel that anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I pray you and thank you Lord God I pray Lord God that you will help this country pastor landscaping country pastor Lord God that you would help them that Lord God that you would fill my mouth with your words Lord God that you would go before us this day that you would have your way Lord we pray for your anointing in this place we pray for your breakthrough we pray Lord God for your Holy Spirit to come down and for your glory to fall upon your people here today. We pray, Lord God, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord God, that you would open our eyes to the truth. That you would speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus. About all you've done for us on this day. All of Christianity and all our faith rest on this weekend. And what you've done, Lord God, I pray, Lord Jesus. And I praise you and thank you for each individual that's here today. And those that are hearing Lord God, out there through Facebook, through the internet, through the app, Lord God. And if you don't have our app, I pray that you get our app and get it downloaded in Jesus' name. Lord, we're reaching more people online. Lord God, 
Hallelujah. And we pray to reach more and more. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Lord. Wednesday prayer meeting here at the church. Okay, Wednesday prayer meeting here at the church. Kids church? No kids church today. Next Sunday, we'll resume with kids church. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Next Sunday's Pentecost. Well, getting close. Pentecost is getting close. That's the next thing coming up. Amen? All right, we're going to take up an offering, amen? Come on down, Grace. All you girls look so beautiful in your dresses, your Easter dresses. Father, I thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your tithes and your offerings, Lord God, that you have brought into this place and that you're continuing to do, that you're continuing to pour out a blessing. Lord God, I don't know what you're doing in here, but you're doing something. Lord God, you're always doing something. You're working, always working 24-7. Never stops working on our behalf, Lord Jesus. And I thank you and I praise you, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, you would do great and mighty things today. Lord, I, I come expecting great and mighty things today, Lord Jesus. And I know you will not disappoint, Lord Jesus. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. And I pray your blessing over those that are given to your kingdom, that you would multiply them and increase them and increase their finances, increase their, their, their walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, Jesus. If you got Bibles, you can open up to Luke chapter 24. If not, praise God, Joe's going to have it on the board. And there it is, our church app. Wait, go back, Joe. Sorry. Church app. Church app goes with a church clap. <laughs> One of these days, the girls will do that. But our church app, check it out. It has our sermons. It has, our, it has prayer requests, events. Everything's on that church app. It's amazing. And if you have any questions about it, don't ask me. Ask Joe. He knows all about it. You can give on it too. That's right. Amen? Amen. It's the church app. The church app. Amen. Maybe someday we could put worship on it. Can we put worship on it, Joe? Joe will have to check it out. If Joe don't know, he'll look. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. He's alive. He's alive. He has risen. He has risen. Amen. Amen. On the first day of the work, or the week, excuse me, (laughs) on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took their spices that they had prepared And they went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord. While they were wondering about this, they suddenly, 
Then suddenly, two men, clothes that gleamed like lightning. Can you imagine that? Two men whose clothes gleamed like lightning. You know what? Lightning's pretty bright, isn't it? Can you imagine that? Standing by the tomb. Two men whose clothes gleamed like lightning. Stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men. Be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Hallelujah, Christ is alive. All our hope, all our faith, all our belief, everything we have weighs on the risen Christ. All of eternity is on the risen Christ. Now, you have to excuse me sometimes because I shout. Because I get excited. I'm not hollering at you. I'm just excited because I, I get pumped up. I get full of the Holy Ghost. My wife said to me, after Friday night service, and I, if you weren't here for Friday night, but we had a great time in the Holy Ghost. God really showed up and moved on the Friday night service. But she says to me, you got to be quiet sometimes. you got to be quiet. Don't be shouting. You know, my throat's a little, little, little tender from Friday still and from worship and from preaching. I can't help it. Because when God gets a hold of you, things change. And you can't contain it. When God really gets a hold of your heart, and you know it without a shadow of doubt, I don't care who's in the room. You can't contain it. Because it's real. But all of our hope, all of our faith, is on this day, all of Christianity is on this day. All of eternity for each one of us is on this day. And because Christ risen from the dead, we too are going to rise with Him in glory and live with Him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. For those who believe in their hearts. Amen? Amen. I got to move things out of the way. I told my wife I, on Friday night, I don't know how long I preached, but I only had three pages written. Today I have several pages written. Oh, these kids go, oh, oh. But you know, there's going to be a day when all we're going to be doing is praising and worshiping God. There's going to be a day when we're in heaven. And you're not going to help but praise and worship God. And you're going to be up there in the glory of God. 
And the time doesn't matter anymore. Time won't matter. Time doesn't matter. You know that it said that when Jesus died on the cross, that the sun stood still, the earth shook, and it tore the veil. We sang it, it tore the veil. All time stopped. Do you know that Joshua prayed to God when he was in a battle? And he said, Lord, we're winning. Keep the sun up while the sun's up. And they stopped the sun. And they routed the enemy. That's the power a believer has. That's the power of Christ in you. Amen? I don't know about you, but this hope that I have in me, it's been rising up all week long of what God is going to do today as we celebrate the risen Christ. My prayer this morning is that the stone will be rolled away from your hearts so that you can let God come in and do what only God can do. I can't do what God can do for you no matter how well I preach. No matter how loud I shout. I can't do the surgery that God can do in your heart like He did in mine. And I can't explain how He does it. He just does it. When He does it, in His timing, He does it. You know, God moved in my life years ago, and I haven't been the same since. And I can't deny it. I can't deny it. I I was telling Phil and Ellie on the way up here. I didn't know anything about church, Baptists, Pentecostal, Evangelicals, all that. And I still don't. And it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Because when you go to the kingdom of God and you get into the throne of God, is there going to be Catholics? Is there going to be Evangelicals? Is there going to be Pentecostals or Baptists? No. They're not going to be in all these different separate groups. It's one body under Christ, one bride, worshiping one God. All in unity. All in unity. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. God didn't set up all these different denominations. Man did. But my prayer this morning is that the stone will be rolled away from your hearts. So that God can do the work that only God can do. And when you start feeling a move in your heart, don't roll the stone back. Don't be afraid. Because there's a freedom in Christ Jesus that only Christ can give. There's a freedom in Christ that only Christ can give. Let Him touch your heart. So that you can feel His presence, His love for you. Like you have never felt before in your life. Let me say that softly. Because the word love is in there. And when you say the word love, you got to say the word love softly. Let God be God. Let His love fill your heart to overjoy. He is the only one that can satisfy you. He is the only one who's going to bring you peace. All right, back to normal. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God is moving. 
God's been moving in this place all weekend long. Well, I believe there's been miracle signs and wonders taking place. We're believing and standing on faith that that tumor and that colon is gone. The doctor said that it's shrinking. Amen. We're believing also that backs be made straight in Jesus' name. And we're standing on the word. Amen. Amen. God has been moving. We might not see him move in our natural eyes, but God doesn't operate in the natural. Okay? Our our religion isn't based on, on what we see. Our religion is based on what we believe. It's by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith we believe. Not by sight. Not by works. It's by faith. It's by faith we believe. You know, there's all kinds of evidence of what happened at the cross, Jesus. It's been written about through all kinds of historians, not just in the Bible. All kinds of historians have written about Jesus. There's all kinds of evidence that is factual out there. It is facts. You know? You can't argue with facts. Because it's the truth. And you can't deny the truth. I mean, you can if you don't want to face the truth. But the truth is, Jesus died. He went to the cross. He was nailed there on the cross by nails in his hands and in his feet. That he died. He went into the grave. He tormented the devil for three days. And then he rose again victoriously. That is a fact, Jack. Period. Period. You can't argue with it. There is no other God on this earth that has ever done that. Just like the song we sang, there is no other name but Jesus Christ our King. There is no other name on earth that can set people free than Jesus. There is no other name that has power. You can go all over the world into a third country. And you can say, by Buddha, I cast you out, you demonic spirit. And it will have no power. But if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and you say, in Jesus' name, I cast you out. No matter where you are, the demonic has to go. Because there's power on only that name. In only that name. I hope today you came thirsty to drink from the wells of living water. Because Jesus is the well of living water. You know, my heart, when I read these scriptures, when I read these scriptures and yesterday I came down in here and I know I spent several hours going over the scriptures, reading them on the resurrected Christ and writing this sermon and getting it together. But as I was reading the account that Luke gave in the Bible, my heart leaped. My heart leaped, and I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I said, okay, Lord, that's, what I'm gonna, that's the account I'm, I'm going to preach on. And it's just like the two men in that same account, the two men that were on the road to Emmaus. You know, they were walking on the road to Emmaus, two men, coming from Jerusalem. 
And they were all downcast. They were like, oh man, Jesus of Nazareth. We thought he was the one. We thought Jesus was the one that was going to set us free from our captivity. That was going to release the oppression of the Romans. We thought Jesus was the one. He did so many miracles in our sight. He set the blind. He, 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 received, he gave sight to the blind. He set the captives free. He raised the dead. And then we get this report. These women said that the body of Jesus is gone from the tomb on the third day. What is going on? Then all of a sudden Jesus appears to them. And he says to them as they're walking along the road to Emmaus. And he says, why are you downcast? And they looked at Jesus and they didn't recognize him. These were two of his disciples. They didn't recognize Jesus. And they said, where, where have you been? Where have you been? Weren't you in Jerusalem? Didn't you hear about Jesus of Nazareth? He was the one we thought was going to save us. But they hung him on a cross, our, our chief priest. And our teachers of the law, they hung him on a cross and they crucified him. And he died. And then, and then the women went to the tomb today and the body was gone. Where have you been? And then Jesus, it says there in that account that Jesus went around teaching them and saying to them and reminding them what the prophets had said. They're like, don't you remember what Jesus said? Is it that the prophecies written about Jesus, and you know the prophecies written about Jesus were 600 thousands of years old. David prophesied about Jesus. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. And it was 600 years and even more before he even went to the cross, before Jesus was even born. And he's telling them all these things about the prophets and how they spoke about himself. So it was getting late, and they, the two disciples said, come, come, stay with us, it's getting late, and Jesus wanted to go on down the road. But they said, come, stay with us. So, they, he comes into the room, and he gets the bread, and he breaks the bread, and all of a sudden, the disciples' eyes were open. Their eyes were opened, and they realized, it's Jesus. He's alive. It's real. He's risen. The women were right all along. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, my gosh. He's alive. He's risen. Can you imagine being a disciple of Jesus Christ? And Jesus all of a sudden appears to you right there on the road, and you don't even know it's him. And then all of a sudden realizing, oh my gosh, that is Jesus, the risen Son of God. He is true. He is alive. And then they said, brother. They looked at each other. Brother, brother. Jordan, my brother. Right now. <laughs> brother, he's alive. That was Jesus. Didn't our hearts leap when we heard him talking about us? Oh my gosh, we got to go. We got to go. Come on, brother. Let's go. Come on, brother. Let's go. We got to go to Jerusalem and tell the other disciples. 
We got to tell the other disciples what they did. Come on, let's go, let's go. Let's go, come on, come on. He's alive. He came, he lives, he lives in you today. He's alive, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive in all of us. He's alive, he's alive. He's alive in all of you because he lives and he reigns. He's alive, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. Jesus is alive, brother, sister, he's alive. He is alive. Think about that. It said it took seven miles to walk from Emmaus to Jerusalem. Seven miles. I bet you they made it back in record time to Jerusalem because of the excitement that was so much in them, so welled up in them. That they were so excited that Jesus was alive, that it's true, that everything that this book said, everything that the prophets wrote down, everything that the prophets wrote about in this book is true. He's alive. I can't imagine that. I mean, I, I just, I got, I started thinking about that. I started leaping. I'm like, man, I would have ran all the way back. I would have ran all the way back to Jerusalem. Because it's just, you think about the risen king of kings and Lord of lords. Here is the God who's created the whole universe, who spoke stars into existence. He spoke creation into existence. He spoke the whole universe he said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let the, let the lands rise up and separate the seas, and the, and the land rose up and separated the seas. He made every creature on this earth that we know of today. And then he made man in his own image. You have been made in the image of God. Each one of us have been made in the image of Christ. And then he breathed his breath in you. Which gave you life. Because he formed you out of the dust. And then he took a rib. And then he made a woman. For Adam. So that he would not be alone. As a helper. And that's why we have wives. Amen. But God did all of that. My heart was so overjoyed. And I hope to God your hearts are overjoyed too. Because Christ did that for you. He did that for you. My soft voice. He did it for you. He did it for you. Christ rose from the grave for each one of us. His blood was shed for each one of us. His blood was shed. His blood was shed. He died. God of all creation died on a cross for you. He didn't have to, but he did. Because that was the only way that he was going to be able to redeem his creation. And he had that plan set in motion from the beginning of time. He knew what he had to do. He knew that someday that his son would be born in a manger by a virgin. He knew that he had to be raised by human hands. And he knew that he was going to have to go to the cross to be a pure and spotless lamb. But he knew, he knew, 
He knew that he was going to raise again in glory. He's going to raise again in glory. And he sits at the right hand of God. Ever interceding for each one of us. He's praying for you. He's been praying for you ever since you've been created in your mother's womb. He said he knew you before you were even born. You know, I love the Word of God. Love the Word of God. And I believe the Word of God is literal. It's the literal Word of God. It's inspired. There's no other book like it in all of history. It outsells every book there ever has been. It's been in print. It's been interpreted in pretty much every different language that you can fathom. I don't even interpretate it or whatever. You guys are laughing. I don't care. You know what I mean. It's all that matters. It's been, it's, it's the word of God. It's inspired. It's the inspired word of God. I have no idea where I am in my notes, but it doesn't matter. Because God's in charge. God's in charge. I'm not. Oh, help this poor little landscaping preacher on a hill called Lord Hill. How about that? Did I ever think that day would ever come in my life when I was younger? Never once did I have any doubt or any thought, I should say, that I would be right here. I never thought I would be right here, right now, preaching the Word of God. I never thought it would happen to me. But it did, because you know what? God took that stone that was over my heart, and he rolled it away. And he came into my heart. And my life has been changed ever since. Now it's my job is to keep that stone off of my heart. So that my heart doesn't get hardened by the world. Because I'm telling you, there are things that that go on in everyday life of everyday person... That makes you want to roll that stone back and get hardened again. There's things out there in this world. I'm telling you, we're needy people. We are needy people and we need God. We need Jesus in our lives. We're all needy. We're all a bunch of ragamuffins. (laughs) We are. We need a Savior. We needed a God to go to the cross for us. We need to believe in the Word of God. We need to believe in Jesus. We need to believe in Jesus and believe Him in our hearts so that way we could be with Him forever and eternity. It don't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. There's something that happens to a person... That totally changes that person's position in life when all of a sudden God shows up and steps into your heart that you can't help it but change. You can't help it but change. There's something that happens when when you get into the presence of God that changes. And it's not natural. It's totally supernatural because God doesn't live in the realm of natural. He lives in the realm of supernatural. He lives in the realm of impossibilities. When everybody says it's an impossibility, 
God says all things are possible. All things are possible for those who believe. It's our unbelief that stops the move of God. And we got to get rid of our unbelief and let the belief of God in. It's our unbelief. It's our unbelief. But when God moves in, the impossible takes place. The supernatural becomes natural. And you know what? You can't contain it. Even when, even when they were building the temple of God, and David said, Lord, I want to build you a temple. He said, you can't build me a house. You can't contain me. The earth is my footstool. Think about that. This is a footstool. What do you do when you recline on a couch? You put your feet up on it. He says, the earth is his footstool. And you want to build me a house. But David had a heart that so loved God so much. And he had a passion in him burning for God so great that he just wanted to do something great for God. He wanted to do something so great for God. And he gave him. But he, he told David, you can't build the temple because you're a warrior. But your son is going to build me a temple. Your son is going to build me a temple. Solomon is going to be the one who's going to build it. But he gave David the whole plans. David got everything all ready for his son and prepared it for his son. David got all the wood, all the gold, all the silver. He got the blueprints from God. You know, he got all of those great things. And then he said, I can picture David. You know, we're all good fathers, right? You want to be a good father. I can picture us going up to our son and saying, Jordan, you're my example again. Jordan, you're going you're gonna to build a temple for God. You're going to be the one. I would love to build this temple of God, but I am giving you this. You're going to build the temple of God. God told me that you're going to build it. You're going to build the temple. Aaron, you're going to build the temple for God. Amen. Paul, Philip, Philippi, <laughs> Philly, you're going to build a temple for God. Mom, mom, you built the temple for God right here. You and your husband built this place as a temple for God. Because out of your heart, because out of your heart you had, had this love and growth that you just want to do something good for God. Amen? First John 4, 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That means that Christ is inside of you. No matter what is going on in the world, cannot compare to the dunamis power that's inside of you. Cannot compare. And to have this burning within you, to have that burning fire of Christ in you, until you cannot contain it any longer, that it has to come out. That's how I feel up here at times when I'm preaching the Word of God. I get this burning fire in me that I can't contain because I can't contain God. I got to let it out, and that's why I shout. But to know what it's like to be totally transformed. 
And it's only God who can do the transformation of the heart in a person. I can't do it. No matter how well I preach, I cannot transform your heart. I can't do the heart surgery that God can do. No matter how desperate I plead with you, no matter how much I can weep and cry and get on my knees for you and at the altar of God, it's still going to take God that's going to make the ultimate change in a person. I can do nothing. It's only God who can do the work. But we've got to seek that desire. You've got to seek that desire. You've got to have that burning within you first. You know, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, it says... Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Any for everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks the door will be opened. That means that we got to be knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You know. You know, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. It's a classical song. It's a classic rock song. Eric Clapton. We got to be knocking on heaven's door. We got to be seeking the kingdom of God. We got to be taking it like violent men who take the kingdom by force. Knocking on heaven's door. You got to have that desire burning in you. You got to have the desire burning within you. And I'm telling you right now, we need that desire stronger than ever. You're going to have the light, Jesus said, in John chapter 12, 35 through 36. He said, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. No more passing notes, guys. This isn't school anymore, okay? Come on. Come on, man. You're going to have the light a little longer. Just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in dark does not know where he is going. Put your trust in the light while you have it. So that you may become sons of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left. Hid himself from them. Listen. We only are going to have this light a little longer. I'm sorry, but we're in the end days. Don't believe it, just look around. I don't know about you, but I can feel it. I can sense it, I can feel it. It's serious stuff. We're only going to have the light for a little longer. One of these days, that option is going to be gone. When the church is raptured and taken up. Up 
That's right, up into heaven. But we got to have Jesus in our heart. Okay? Okay. We got Jesus in our heart. God said he's going to come back with his angels and he's going to harvest the earth in the end days. And we're going to be caught up with him in the heavens. But we only are going to have this light probably for a little longer. I don't know when, but I know that it's closer now than it was 2,000 years ago. And Peter, and they told Peter, Jesus said, the end is coming. The kingdom of heaven is approaching. So it's got to be pretty darn close by now. And you know, everybody says, oh, they've been preaching this for a long time. Jesus is coming. Yep, I haven't seen him yet. I'm going to go on and keep on living like I normally live. You know what? You can have that philosophy. But how well is it going to do you when all of a sudden everything is there upon you? On that day, when it's there upon you and all of a sudden your loved ones are gone and you don't know where they went. And you're looking around like, what happened? I was going to wait to repent from my life. I was going to wait until the last moment. Because, you know, they said that God's grace is sufficient and I could just call on the name of the Lord. But I decided I was going to wait. I was going to wait for that day. I thought I would have some more time to repent of my sins. I thought I would have some more time. So I thought if I just kept living normally, even though I'm living good, I'm not hurting anybody, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know? But I thought I would wait to accept Jesus into my heart. I thought I would wait to, wait to actually live for Christ. I thought maybe I'd go out and sow my oats first. You know, because that's what they used to tell us. Oh, you got to go sow your oats. There's a time... There's like a saying, there's a time, you got to go sow your oats. No, it's not time for that anymore. That, that's the world. That's not the church, that's the world's philosophy. This is the time, today is the day that you get your heart right with God. And you let that light shine in you, because we're only going to have the light a little longer. We don't know what can happen. We don't know what can happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. God could come back tonight. God could come back tomorrow. God could come back next week. The most important thing is that are you ready for the day when Jesus returns? Are you ready for the day when Jesus returns? That's the most important thing. This is my family. You are my family. Every one of you are, is my family. And the most important thing that I could ever do is tell you about God and get you saved and get into the kingdom. Knowing in my heart of hearts that every one of you has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and is living for them to the best of their ability doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect man. Jesus was perfect. But it means that I'm going to try. 
That means that every day when I get up, I'm going to try to live for Christ. And even though some days I might not live for Christ like I should, I can always go to God and say, God, forgive me. But you know what? I got them in my heart. Because I got them in my heart. And God knows. Since I have them in my heart, He knows that He's given me a conscience. He knows when I've done something wrong. I don't have to be told that I did something wrong. I can feel it. When you have Jesus in your heart, you can feel that you've done something wrong. So my greatest thing that I can give to you is the love of God. Salvation. The greatest thing I can give. All my possessions mean nothing. All my possessions mean nothing. I'm going to die. My possessions are going to be given away to somebody else someday. Everything we've earned, even this piece of land that we're living on, is beautiful. It's a blessing. But it's not mine, it's God's. And someday, when we're all gone and caught up, it's not going to matter. No matter how well I beautify it, no matter how well I work for it, no matter how well I desire it, no matter how well I like my cars, my trucks, my tractors, my four-wheelers, you know, any of that, nothing matters. Because it's all the gods. It's all gods. It doesn't matter. But what matters is that my eternity is sealed. My eternity is sealed in the kingdom of God. Is your eternity sealed? I'm asking you the question you don't have to answer. You can answer in your heart, you know in your mind. Is your eternity sealed into the kingdom of God? Are you sure you're standing on solid ground? Or is all of, because all of the ground is sinking sand. And I'm telling you today, if you feel like you're not on solid ground... And it's time we get on solid ground. It's time that we're on solid ground. And if you want to pray the salvation prayer, if you want solid ground, if you want a sure footing, then by no means don't leave the day without praying. I'll pray with you. Seek me out. Find me. Seek God. I want to pray with you because I want you all to be saved. I want you all in the kingdom of God. Nobody wants to be left behind. Nobody's going to want to be left behind. I don't want to leave anybody left behind. I was praying that all the way up to pick up Phil and Ellie. Lord, are all my children and grandchildren, all of my family members, are they going to be saved? If you came back today on Easter Sunday, are they going to be with you? Are they going to be with you? And I felt like he said the majority are. But that's the majority is not all of them. It's not all of them. The majority are, but not all of them. And I'm like, Lord, how can I reach all of them? And he says, you can't reach them all. But I can. And you're going to have to trust me. I said, okay, Lord. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. I don't, you know, I, I like, Lord, I don't want to leave one of them. I can't leave one of them behind. You know, that's a Marine model. Don't leave one soldier behind. 
You're a soldier in Christ. Don't leave one behind. Amen? I'm sorry, but that's what I felt like the Lord spoke to me this morning. The truth. He doesn't want to leave one behind. God's will is not one to perish, but to every one of us to come into the knowledge of the Son of God. Not one to perish. Not one. It's not Him. It's us in our hearts. And some of you kids are old enough, you're at the age of, you know this stuff. So I would encourage you today, that if you want to know Jesus, and know that you are on a sure foundation, then come on down and we'll pray. We'll pray for you. If anybody needs healing, come on down. We're going to pray for them, that they're healed and set free. If anybody needs a recommitment of their life to Christ, come on down. I just would encourage you, don't leave here today without knowing for sure. Without knowing for sure. We need certainty. Eternity. Our lives are but a little bit. Our lives are only for a short period of time, but eternity. Eternity is forever. We cannot respond in this life. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. We cannot respond. We don't have multiple lives to live. We have one life to live. A light has shone. A light shone thousands of years ago and that light is still shining bright and one of these days that light is going to stand says in the book of revelations in chapter 19 it says that Jesus is going to stand there looking down from an open heaven and I'm sure he's going to say and I said it over this weekend like he said when he came to the Mount of Olives when he went into Jerusalem He's going to look down from the heaven as it's it's stood open. And he's going to look down and he goes, if you, if only you, if only you knew what would bring you peace. If only you knew what time it was. If only you knew what was going to bring you peace. And then you know what it says? Said the heaven is going to roll up like a scroll. That's pretty a terrifying thing if you think about it. Heaven rolling up. All I can imagine heaven is being like the stars in the universe, right? Can you imagine seeing the stars roll up like a scroll? Pretty terrifying. But you know what he says? Heaven will roll up like a scroll, but my word will never end. His word will never end. His word is eternal. I'm asking you today, if you don't, and if you don't feel like coming down, I, I want you to make sure your heart is right with God. If you leave here 
and you go to your prayer closet and you get right with God, that's the most important thing. All you got to do is say, Jesus, come into my heart. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. I give you all I am. Help me, Lord. I invite you in. Change me. Make me new. You've taken all my sins and you've cast them as far as the east is to the west. They're never going to come back. You've covered me with your blood. I'm washed clean as snow. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to close. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, and praise you for this day. I pray, Father God, for your anointing and your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father God, that you would do great and mighty things in our lives. Lord, touch those. Lord God, touch their hearts. Lord, I pray, and I pray, Father God, that you would minister to us. I pray, Lord God, that anything that's of me would fall away, and anything that's of you, Lord God, would stick to our hearts. Lord, it's the truth. Lord, your word is the truth. And I just praise you, and I just thank you for all you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good. He's risen. Grandma's house, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, thank you all for coming. If you don't have a church, we'd love to welcome you. I'm telling you what, get the church app. If you like the church app, get that on your phones. Amen.